There is not an industry in this world that is isolated from tech. Technology is ubiquitous. Every successful that wants to be successful has to have an element of tech to it. And we look to fill that need as time goes forward. So that not only means technologists, but entrepreneurs, salespeople, project managers. Welcome to Forward with NACI, inspiring entrepreneurial action, a podcast that shares the stories of everyday entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial leaders, and the communities that support us. We hope that this diverse collection of stories brings you inspiration, inspires you to take action, and ignites entrepreneurship in your community as we make our way forward together. Welcome to this episode of Forward with NACI. I'm Rebecca Corbin, President and CEO of NACI, the National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship, where we tell the stories of people doing amazing things in communities everywhere. I'm really excited to have a special guest in our studio today, uh, Brian Pere. So he's got a really amazing company that he started and he's doing some really innovative partnership uh, in an area where a lot of us need assistance. So Brian, welcome and thank you for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you very much. That's great. And we chatted a little earlier this morning, so I know you're coming to us uh, from Florida where it's steamy and it's very steamy here in North Carolina, but we're grateful. And um, I would love to just kick off our conversation by you perhaps sharing a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Just a little bit about your background so we can get a little insight into you as a person. Certainly. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you a little bit about my story. I'm a Midwestern boy. Uh, originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's where I was born and bred. Had some educators in my family, both my grandfather and my grandmother, two very strong influences were both educators. My grandfather was a chemistry teacher and administrator. My grandmother was an English teacher and a guidance counselor. So they instilled in me at a very young age, the importance of education. You know, indeed they were, they were my saviors. If it had not been for that instilled in me, I would have gone the route that so many of my friends and classmates went. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. My, my education continued on at the University of Wisconsin, where I got my bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and my master's degree in biomedical engineering. And I was a full-fledged academic. I love doing the research and the teaching and the presenting and, and all of that. Uh, one thing I learned about myself is I really love the teaching more than the research. And that's when I pivoted. Uh, out of academia to look to get into some more teaching and industry jobs. Uh, unfortunately, I did that in 2008 when the economy collapsed. And so I had to get into this whole other world of, of what do we do to survive? And, and that's where I really got a lot of the jobs that gave me a lot of the experience in the real world. I've been a roofer. I've been a delivery driver. I've been a telephone guy. I've been a security <laughs> guard. Um, and the main thing that I did a lot was cooking and then ultimately as a chef. Wow, you're kind of the man of all seasons, right? I, I have a, um, I have you know, a lot. It's funny, you look back on those times. I remember well 2008 um, because I had just started my new job working at a local community college. And my husband worked for a company for a while as an engineer. And all of a sudden, his company just shut down. And he had never experienced that in his life. And I'll always remember that but I remember thinking about like just struggling to find meaning and understanding and yeah. came to think about it later as really 
an experience of resiliency and and you never realize sometimes how strong you can be and some of the interesting jobs that we've all had that should be an episode of our podcast because (laughs) I had a dual role at one point I was a maid but I was a maid for very wealthy families where I would go into these homes and see these amazing things and I was like you a midwesterner grew up in a little tiny house and I was like hmm that kind of gave me some insight, which one wouldn't think. But anyway, back to you. Um, I'm really excited to have this conversation because one of the things a lot of Gen Xers like myself uh, struggle with is technology. And yeah. it seems to me that you took the path, um, you know, studying very difficult um, systems. But what you're really good at, as I understand from my colleague, Andy Gold, is taking very complex things and making them understandable and turning them into sort of a toolbox. So let's start by talking about the portrayal of technology and innovation. And you had mentioned, you know, your family being in education and and sort of that experience. What does that look like in the community college education space? Sure. You know, currently we're not doing a great job as a society teaching technology. Right. We have two at the extreme, you have these two very different and disparate ways of teaching tech that aren't quite serving the job. Uh, on one end, you have the, the four year you know, institutions, the old institutions, they're big, they move slowly. So they're they're never going to be quite up to date and serving the, popula- the populace. On the other end and, and the more community college and, and personal program, and you have these boot camps, right, where you have the boot camps where they supply the technologies and some exercises and some theories. Uh, And that's kind of a sink or swim model. And so, like you said, if somebody has the resilience, they may get through that. One of the challenges with a, with a approach like that is, is it pre-selects out many of the populations who wouldn't otherwise be able to make it. We have this thing we recognize in code box, like life happens and somebody shouldn't lose their transition into this new career just because life happened, whether it be, a hurricane, or they're, you know, just coming back home from being incarcerated, or they have kids, right? We recognize that there are other ways that people can have troubles getting these programs and the community college and the boot camp models aren't quite doing that. That is such, such a good point. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think there's one thing in there that we're really, that we've been missing and that I'm really happy at Coldbox. I've had an opportunity to to search and and figure it out, right? It's this idea of philosophies over technologies. Oh, I love that. Yep. When I first got this role as program director and I was given the mandate to evaluate our full stack development curriculum, I had the opportunity, the awesome chance to go out and interview some of the tech leaders in our community, the senior vice presidents, the senior engineers, the heads of tech. And I asked them, what makes an attractive candidate for hire for you? I, I asked this question naively, thinking I'm going to hear about tech stacks and programming languages and all this stuff that I thought. To my surprise, what I heard back, what I heard over and over again, had little to do with tech. I would hear things like, give me somebody who's accountable. Give me somebody who is vulnerable. Give me somebody who's a strong communicator. Give me somebody who shows up and is passionate. You know, we can, we can work on all the other things. We can work on the techs. And in reality, no matter what tech you study, the reality is in tech, in three years, you're going to be working on something new and different anyways. 
right. So that's that's where I learned like it's philosophies, not technologies, which separates somebody in this skill. And so that's what we focus on. I, I think that's so smart because I, I remember thinking about that too, you know, it, one of the gifts that I know that you have, I just I'm just meeting you now, but just that I know through my colleagues, is sort of that gift of bringing people along. And what I see technology, particularly in rural areas, which I know is an area of focus for you, is that sometimes people are left behind and, and the yeah. world is moving so fast. Yeah. And at NACI, we've done a lot of work over the nine years that I've been in this role um, in Appalachian states like Kentucky and uh, West Virginia and areas like that. And, um, you know, you can't get a more different experience being in a rural part of West Virginia versus being in Times Square in New York City, um, just the pace of life. And I think people like you that are willing to be leaders and with, you know, a great degree of knowledge on technology, but saying it's not just the technical skills, but it's what people don't like the word, but the soft skills, right? People that can work in a team, people that can communicate uh, uh, with others, people that can include people with differing uh, abilities. Because, yeah. you know, if you think about technology, you know, there's a segment of entrepreneurs that fit into the neuro neurodiverse category. Category. So um, if you just looked at them in terms of doing certain skills, you'd say, well, this person can't do this, they can't do that, but they can be really excellent in certain in certain areas. So I'm I'm thank you again for the work that you're doing. And you talked a little bit about um how community colleges sort of teach tech and that that was interesting. And I'd like to move into talking about the future um, of working with college leadership and faculty. Um, as you know, and you are on our list to be a part of this, um, the Entrepreneurial College of the Future was a, a proof of concept that we did last year. And we're um, actually um, working on a program to really build that out and bring um, additional colleges into the mix. So I'd love to have you share a little bit about that, what you what you see into the future and, and the roles of colleges. Yeah, I think this is something that's really exciting, working with the community colleges going forward and this program that we're delivering. So there's, a, there's two different tracks that we can take, right, when it comes to tech. And this is in recognizing the diversity of experiences of our students, where they are, and where they want to go. The first thing I want to talk about and dispel is this idea about what tech is. I have this notion, everybody that I talk to has this notion of tech as, as this narrow notion. We, we see these programmers in these cubicles uh, coding. Tech is so much bigger than that. And that's something that we really want to tap into. There is not an industry in this world that is isolated from tech. Technology is ubiquitous. Every successful that wants to be successful has to have an element of tech to it. And we look to fill that need as time goes forward. So that not only means technologists, but entrepreneurs, salespeople, project managers. These are all roles which are going to need to have a tech component going forward in the, in the modern economy. And we see ourselves partnering with that with community colleges, community colleges in two different tracks, an entrepreneurial track for one, where we really set to develop that entrepreneurial mindset, the, the independent learning, the ability to see value in your work. The ability to communicate with technologists to help you advance yourself. Whether you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, we help you get to there. Let me talk briefly how we do that. You mentioned how 
you know, often people don't have experience in tech, but there are certain baselines, which we all have these days. Many people have laptops. Almost everybody has a smartphone, right? That gives us a starting point, right? The, the most important thing that I've learned in teaching is that you have to speak a common language, right? And many times that common language is this right here. It's our smartphone. So by starting with our smartphone, by starting with websites that people look, we are able to incrementally add skills and provide exercises that either directly leverage or indirectly require these specific skills to advance. And we're kind of, you know, incrementally tricking people into learning by doing these simulations, which require and develop these skills. Um, some of these include developing your own websites, uh, learning how to use modern AI technologies, um, going in the back and worrying, learning how to work with teams to collaborate on tech decisions, learning the fundamentals of computer programming languages without actually having to dive into the syntax. These are all things that people can do that give them value in tech and will also help them as entrepreneurs without actually going into the depths of tech. Right? That's the entrepreneur side. Parallel to that is the workforce development track. Now, that's all the entrepreneur stuff plus a deeper dive into the tech. That's where we start to get into some HTML, some CSS, the languages on the back end. And that's to help develop somebody who really wants to go into that route and set them up for success long term. Again, we do that through business simulations. We do that through the in incremental integration of increasingly harder skill sets. Uh, so I'll just pause right there because I can get excited and go on forever. You get excited. And I think it's really empowering when I think of the vision for NACI, which is very bold of equity and prosperity for all, you know, we'll probably not achieve that in our lifetimes, right. but I think we can really make an impact um, in transforming opportunities. And, and so I think a lot of what you said sort of, um, you know, when I was working at a community college um, overseeing workforce development, we used to talk about career ladders and it's a very linear path. Okay. You climb up a ladder, maybe you stop and then you go to the next rung. And we started to kind of rethink that in terms of maybe it's more of a jungle gym, you yeah. know, you know, maybe you sit on the swing for a while and then maybe you jump up and, and there's, there's different pathways. And I think what, what you're, offering through Codebox, as I understand it, is really that opportunity for community colleges to get on board, um, to experiment with the tools, to learn the practices, and, and to kind of do the proof of concept. Because yeah. one of the things that we're excited about within this network of 1,100 community colleges is really sort of the reshuffling of what's important, right? Um, yes. You know, 10, 12 years ago, it was really strongly an academic focus. Um, yeah. Now academics are still important, but it's the speed by which we can get people, you know, into a community college, get them certified, hopefully get them a job. And if we do our job right, hopefully bring them back so that they yes. continue to learn and grow throughout their life. So, I wonder, Brian, if you would just share with us a little bit, people that are listening, some of them are our members, but many around the world are not. Um, what kind of do you hope to get out of this pilot program that we're doing? And I can just kind of explain it um, to the audience that you generously have come to the table and provided funding. So there are going to be four colleges um, around the country that are going to be selected for this program, and they're going to be implementing the code box training. So it sounds to me like you've got a webinar um, on the 24th, which is exciting. We'll promote that through yeah. NACI. But tell us what you kind of hope to accomplish through this pilot. 
Sure. There, there are a number of different goals, right? Some are, you know, personal, some are professional, some are community, some are global, right? You know, the, the big why is to increase our ourselves as a country, capitalize on our most precious resources, right? The talents that we have, the people that we have every day. But more than that, we want to we want to learn about how we can best take our curriculum and our programs, which have worked for our people in our area here in Florida and our other partners, but take that and then spread that to other populations, right? So how how can we best take this and serve rural communities? How can we take this and best serve urban communities? So one goal I have is to really learn how to make this accessible for all people. I believe there is a space for everybody in tech. I look in my neighborhood and I see people who aren't in tech and I think about the reasons why they're not there. And I want to shift that a little bit. I want to reduce the barriers in tech. I want to reduce the financial barriers. I also want to reduce the cultural barriers. There's this barrier that I can't do it, um, that it's not cool. I want to shift some of that. And when one of those barriers is to make it accessible. Right. And that's one of the things we hope to do through the community college partners is make it more accessible to more people at many levels. And also to that, because always got to keep coming back. The most important thing in all of this is the student going through these programs like that's by far the number one concern. So I want to provide value to those students. Right. I want to make sure that a student that comes out of one of our programs is able to take the skills that they've learned and apply them to advance their career, either as an entrepreneur or as a nascent developer. I love that. I can't wait to see what happens. I I know um, one of our colleagues here at NACI, um, who also is a former um, educator, has worked with thousands of students over time. And and I think a lot of times people underestimate um, the possibility of even young kids, middle school kids and and high school kids to really get charged up and empowered and, and learn the language of um, technology and entrepreneurship, which, you know, in my strong belief, and I, I think you might agree with me on this, is the fastest path um, to the middle class and beyond yeah. from people from disadvantaged um, communities. So That's how um, I got here, you know, I, I, grew, I grew up poor, you know, and I and I withstood the, the collapse in 08. And the only reason why I'm safe and have my own house and my own career is because I pursued a career in tech in tech. And I'm very grateful for it. It's empowering. It's why I take this job. It's why I speak with such vigor, because I think about all the people in my neighborhood, in my community who could get to where we are. Right. And and we have this opportunity to do it. You know, there are so many big problems that we encounter every day that we just can't do anything about. This is something we can do something about. We We have an opportunity here and now in tech with the way it's growing with the way tech is kind of just agnostic to your past. It doesn't care about where you came from. It only matters what you can do now. And I also believe, I also believe everybody that I've ever met has the potential to succeed in this career. And so when I put those two together, like let's match that up and, and, and take advantage of this chance that we have here. Well, then let's do it. And I um, would love to bring you back when you know, we're off and running with the pilot to maybe share some stories. And I I know we're going to get a chance to see you in Nashville. Uh, There's another affiliated partner that we actually helped uh, incubate here 
at NACI, the Rural Community College Alliance. So this is a, a network of a couple hundred uh, rural community colleges. So um, we're, we're going to be talking with them more, but just looking at the space where we can really connect entrepreneurs, passionate people like yourself um, directly with these colleges and, and together we all prosper. So Brian, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I love this conversation. I just feel feel filled up for uh, <laughs> for a Tuesday. So thank you for that. Um, and I don't want to leave without um, you sharing. How can people find out about Codebox? Uh, do you have a website? How can they uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share Codebox and what we do. So if everybody wants to go to Codebox with two X's dot com. You can learn more about us and our programs and all the things that we do. Codebox is a whole ecosystem. We provide solutions, we provide education, and we provide services for our communities. We're really looking to expand our name and do some awesome and good things in this world. So I'm very happy and honored to be able to share this with you all. I look forward to having the opportunity to share it with you in Nashville and partnering with you guys in 23, 24 and beyond. Thank you. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Brian. And we wish you and, and everyone listening a wonderful day. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you will continue to explore the many ways to define entrepreneurship with NACI as we celebrate opportunity, failing forward, and success, learning from one another along the way. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and follow at NACI on social media and learn more about us at NACI.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode each week. We look forward to making our way forward together with you. Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication titled The NACI Playbook, Volume 1, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward, and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial leadership require us to lean in, anticipate and recognize trends, manage change, be resilient, take risks, reflect, and rest in the knowledge that anything is possible. Learn from our innovative, insightful, generous network who navigates both challenges and opportunities entrepreneurially as we share what we've learned and how you might apply their experience to your work. We hope you'll be as inspired as we were. Learn more at www dot dot com.